You're listening to the Start Today podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to episode 10. On complainers, thankfulness, and making the world a better place. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode 10. Diaz. That, I mean, it's actually 11, but it's labeled 10. This is our, I hear there's a podcast <laughs> hump, and I don't know if 10 is it, or if 25, or 50, but I think 10 counts for something. So I heard a study that was, it's 13, that uh, I think it was, 13. I want to I say 92% of podcasts fail before they get to the 13th episode. So like the 13th episode was some sort of like marker that you're, you're going to keep going. So we're pretty close to that. But ten feel, being in double digits feels good. Yeah, because we have other things um, in the works. Like even this week, we were supposed to record two episodes. Yeah, we promised two episodes. Well, here's the thing. It, in, my, in my very basic mathematical slash management skills, we are a little bit behind of two a month. Yeah. But there's practical reasons for that. It's called life, and this isn't our job. It's called life. Yeah. We've got lives. We do have lives outside of this. If I can make the money I make at my job doing this... Sitting here talking to me in my office. How crazy would that be? That'd be totally insane. That'd be totally insane. So, But I don't. In the meantime, you do. have to work, and I have to work. And yeah. We have families and illnesses and yeah. other commitments and life. We just have life. So, so so no two episodes. No two episodes. We do have one. But we got this one. I'm going on vacation next week. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going the week after that. Yeah. So life. Um, our apologies for being incorrect about the things we projected. Yeah. But that's okay. We've got one today. What what are we talking about today? Well, we have a we're having a difficult time pinpointing exactly how it's gonna go. Yeah, down. we have we haven't titled it yet, but what is it about? It's about I think being uh, gracious and thankful, and um, but probably not what everyone thinks it means, at least in the the contemporary. That's right. Sense. We struggled with the word gratitude, right? Because like, there's so many like cultural ideas around gratitude and how gratitude's good, and all those things are great. But it's almost like yoga-esque, right? Like you're saying when, like a yogi would say something like, oh, just feel the gratitude and the, I don't know. Something. Yeah, to be, to be kind of blunt, it's, it's more about why is everyone in our world so pissed off and how can we not be pissed off all the time? Yeah. And we feel, I think, I think we feel that people are constantly pissed off because we live in a 24, we live in a post and current 24-hour news cycle world where, Ugh. like, if you go into um, a cafe, if you, I, m my son had a had x-ray on his foot today, and I took him, he did awesome at the doctor. He wanted to go to McDonald's, so I took him to McDonald's. Um, don't, what's, don't always eat McDonald's. No, 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 but it was actually, I, was, little I, kids, I, I okay. haven't, I haven't had McDonald's <laughs> in like over a year, and it was delicious. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, I feel the same but way. what's on in McDonald's, right? CNN. And CNN is reporting on FBI people who texted negative, disapproving things about the president. Um, and I, I don't even want to get it. That doesn't really matter. My point is, is like, it's that 24-hour news cycle. So 
if you depending We're where you amped. yeah yeah wherever you fall on the political spectrum that there there's a way to be pissed off about that right if you if you're way in and you love president trump um you're like yeah screw that guy and if you're not in on trump you're like heck yeah he should be yeah i'm glad he's doing that because screw the president right so no matter what it it could be justified as the other side can just kick rocks yeah no matter what the outcome i mean they're even i think there are politicians and it doesn't matter what side they're on they're even calling on civil dis like not just civil disobedience in a in a um like we're going to assemble like what the constitution prevents, but like, no, go disrupt people in their personal life. They're such pieces of crap that they don't deserve to eat out in public with their families in any level of peace. They're beyond that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think there was a, um, this made so much sense to me when I heard this the first time I used to listen really regularly to a radio host Uh, of all things. He, he's a sportscaster. Um, he's a he's a sports radio host, but he talks about life a lot more than he talks about sports. And so one of the things he did, he talked about um, news and media, and he he was talking about Fox and CNN and all these like you know media conglomerates, um, these entertainment companies. That, so that's what he said. He was like, "Here's the thing you have to understand: Rush Limbaugh gets listeners because he's outrageous, um, and, and 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 you know." Um, I, I'm trying to think of Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly gets all of these views, and I know that he's had his own personal deals, and he's not. I don't think he's on Fox anymore. I don't really know, but but he was on Fox, and he had this like no spin zone, right? Which is totally hilarious because it was all spin. it was all spin. <laughs> but um, well, but the like, thing about but it was too. Out, but it was outrageous, right? And so like because it was outrageous, it, it gets everyone's attention. Love or love it or hate it. Um, and, and you they do the same thing on CNN, and so he was like, except for like. Anderson Cooper's old show. He's like, this is why nobody watched Anderson Cooper 360 because he like goes places and he says really nice things about people and it's not controversial. Yeah. So the way that they get the way media gets people to engage is by being outrageous and entertaining, not not by reporting facts because reporting facts is boring and nobody wants to pay attention to people reporting facts. Right. They want to pay attention to things that get them hyped up. And facts aren't even facts anymore right like they're being portrayed as even that yeah we can even yeah yeah we can even talk about like um true facts (laughs) is that a true (laughs) facts and then there's and then there's a whole like fake news thing right that goes on yeah um, which sort of segues into social media social media is another avenue for people to just be pissed all the time and you're either hyped up and you're like yeah look at how awesome my views are and my perspective and um the things i do and look or or it's like you're just on twitter constantly trying to piss people off yeah and and that's it's not exactly related but i just finished that vietnam um, anyone who follows our Instagram saw that I was starting that. It was like was it was a mini series documentary on Netflix. Yeah, right? it was a Ken Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for whatever biases you want to have, like you could you could say that about Ken Burns' uh, series on jazz. Went Marcellus was obviously the guy. He was the main. I mean, it was just apparent throughout the um, the <clears throat> the documentary. So whatever you can say about his his Vietnam episodes, his documentary on Vietnam, one thing is for sure about that 
about that war is it was designed initially to keep the communists out of Central and I think uh, Southeast Asia, but it just in the end didn't succeed. But the whole time you get these clips of the presidents, and by the way, both Democrats and Republicans were involved in the Vietnam War. And not too long ago, Democrats and Republicans were pretty much the same. They seemed like the same type. They were all warmongers. They were all like lots of similarities. So anyways, the point is no one's being honest. And that's just in my own personal life. I'm so frustrated with the lack of integrity and honesty. No one has any level of introspection. Their introspection comes from the group and pointing at other people. It's other people's fault. Constantly. I have no role in this. And if you don't agree with me, you're like the worst thing ever. So I don't know if that exactly ties into what you're saying, but that's just what's been on my mind. And yeah, it's so it, frustrating. It does. I'm noticing, and I don't know if... It, it's really hard to tell, I think, where people are. I like to believe that, that there are extremes, right? So we watch... Um, I mean, an extreme example would be some really conservative, um, I'm trying to think, like Milo, right? The Milo Yanniopoulos guy goes to, who I, who I don't pay attention to, and, um, but I, and I know who he is, and he, go, he goes to like UC Berkeley to give a speech, right? And then you've got like these anti-fascists rioting um, and yeah. anarchists rioting, right? Um, I like to believe that the extreme right and the extreme left are both ins like insane. And most of us are just sitting here in the middle somewhere going like, okay, that's all insane, but how do we, how do we live this life together in, in a way that yeah. makes sense, in a way that's peaceful, in a way where not everyone is going to get what they want in the world, um, but you're sort of like, okay, I don't, I don't love this candidate, but... I, they're doing some okay things, and that 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 stuff's okay. And they're doing some not yeah. okay things, and I'll I'll vote differently the next time or whatever. Uh, it, it seems to be again. I mean, this is coming through just as I'm noticing myself talking. Um, it's all extremely political, yeah. Right? Um, like we're, we're like it 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 becomes very political. I think I think people are angry too um, with corporations, and that sort of a. Uh, we kind of touched on that when we talked about consumerism and just how corporations function. I think that I saw I saw a meme um, the other day when LeBron James got signed to the Lakers, and it said something like, "We get we get upset when a when a CEO makes millions, but when LeBron makes millions, it's okay, right?" And and so I and that and that was I, I think that sort of highlights a. A, um, I think this person was trying to say, like, you know, it's okay that CEOs make millions of dollars. And then um, I saw not a direct response to that meme. It was something completely different. Um, but it had something to do with Jeff Bezos, the Amazon CEO, who's now the richest person in the world. Mm. Um, and it said, you know, Jeff Bezos made, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. I don't know the figure, so I don't want to quote it, but it's hundreds of billions of dollars. And he has an insane number. Yeah, yeah. And he has employees that work for him who are working for him and on food stamps. Like, they're obviously not, that, that, that's probably not his middle employee. Um, those no, are those some are probably really factory workers. Um, 
not factory warehouse sorry, workers, warehouse. Yeah. but but it's still like it's still true, right? It might right. like it like so. Um, I, I'm sure that you're not making a ton of money if you are the lowest rung on the totem pole of the factory that uh, warehouses that not factories but warehouses that Amazon is running. So um, there, there's so that's an that sort and you of work like for a, a workaholic. Yeah, you're gonna he's gonna he probably slaves drives himself. So I suspect that that's probably the requirement indirectly. Yeah, you know? and and it's just I I mean and and not to necessarily like debate those like economical issues it's just people being angry about these things right right and and so i i think i i want to have sort of a dual perspective which is um to say that the the world we live in isn't perfect and i don't want us to pretend that it's perfect and to pretend that the balance does you know that imbalance doesn't exist and that injustice doesn't exist because imbalance and injustice do exist and and I don't think those are always okay. Um, injustice is never okay. Imbalance, probably at the rate we're seeing it, isn't really okay. Um, but at the same time, I want to say we live in a pretty amazing world and a pretty amazing time where we're able to do some pretty amazing things. And yeah. I, I think it's if it. And I want to highlight that a little bit. And I think we, I think you, actually, I, I keep saying I, you were the one who came up with this topic, um, you, you, uh, to be honest. <laughs> and, uh, but, but it's a topic that I talk about frequently at work with my boss. Uh, my wife mm-hmm. and I talk about this sometimes. Just, it's so easy to complain. My, my boss is um, sort of, I, I hate to use this word, but he's sort of like semi famous in, the, the Disney world and uh, you know, he was an author and a public speaker and uh, that sort of thing. And so um, we, we sort of pay attention to his social media and just the, the complaining that people do about, about yeah. Disney. Right. So Disney is such a, it's the largest, the largest entertainment company in the world. Um, we all know that we all know that Bob Iger makes a ton of money. Um, and that some, I'm guessing that's the CEO. Yeah, that's C- the, C- you know, the CEO of Disney. Um, one of the CEOs. And, and we all know that some of those, you know, cast members at the parks don't make a ton of money. And they've, there's, been, there's been some uh, pushback about that lately, which that, that you know, again, I, I, that, that's fine. Um, but just there's so much like you have, you have so many people who are in on Disney and love Disney and they can't help themselves but complain constantly about it yeah. it's this complaining and and so y- you could complain about it right yeah it's expensive this is expensive that's expensive my dad says that a lot about things i finally had to call him out it's ridiculous because he he used to be an athlete my dad was a jock um probably not he definitely wasn't a chad he wasn't that kind of jock but if you guys know what I'm talking about, Chad's and Becky's. Um, but he definitely was a jock. So when he comes down on on sports, it, it kind of surprises me. But he's, you know, number of moons removed from when he was in high school. So, But the point is, it's like he says, I can't even take my, my family to go see a baseball game 
you know, without having to spend a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks. But it's you like, could well, you could take your family to see a baseball game, right? Like you just can't do it for ten bucks anymore. You just anymore. can't it's do it for 50s. ten bucks. And I mean, I choose your battles. What's I've, worth the money to you? That and so that's what it. I mean, when it comes to that, that's a really that that's like when when it comes to complaining about money. Um, I, I think that that is really highlighted in. It's not can you or can't you? It's how do you spend the money? Yeah, so like he can trust. So you get enough money. Yeah, exactly. You get these people who are like nobody. uh, Nobody can afford to go to Disneyland anymore, and you're like, that's funny because it's more crowded than it's ever been, and they keep apparently and they keep jacking the prices up, (laughs) and more people keep coming. So. Is it true that it's hard for some families to go to Disneyland now that maybe 20, 30 years ago that wasn't true? Yeah, that's probably the case. Um, It's also the case that a lot of freaking people can still go because they're trying to make it so expensive because they want less people there. Like, it can't be both. You You can't live in a world where no one can afford to go and it's more crowded than ever, right? And so this, again, is this complaining um that that is just sort of pervasive in the world we live in and i yeah. i i i don't know what to blame i don't know if the world is just more different than it's ever been and we're expanding um i and we're just growing in ways or if technology is enabling us well, to be people that we're not really like yeah. we don't we're not really those people in our lives we don't we don't communicate with others that way we don't talk to our friends and our family and our coworkers and uh, uh, that way, but like the internet just gives us this like space it's to turned just, into our cars. Yeah, just just vent constantly. You would never, ever in your whole life, unless you have road rage, which I know a little bit about. You would never in your life say the most vile things to the car next to you. You would never say that to their face, and that's the same with the internet. You just never would, and you're complaining about things when there's such a high level of hypocrisy, and here's just like a small example, and this isn't related to the internet, I'm just trying to show, you know, give an illustration. People will go to, uh, I don't know, KFC, any restaurant. They'll spend three bucks for a soda. Three dollars. They get to the grocery store, a two liter of Coke is like two bucks or something, 250. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh. The outrage, like it's so frustrating that soda is so expensive. You just went to BJ's and it was three bucks for not even close to a two liter and you didn't even blink an eye at that. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like lack of perspective. I can't believe how much cheese is at the grocery store. You just went to In-N-Out and spent like 30 bucks for one meal for your family. What are you talking about? I, I just don't yeah, understand Yeah, the brick this. of cheese is five bucks, but it's going to last you a week. Yeah, and, the, and it's... Our compartmentalizing what's important to us or not or, or leveling it or however you want to say it, it it's so inauthentic. It's so untruthful. Mm-hmm. And then to complain about it on top of it, whatever it is. Yeah. I can't stand that all these injustices are happening while I'm literally on this amazing piece of technology in my hand. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the uh, I think there are a couple things in play, and I want to talk. I want I do want to spend some time talking about what you and I are thankful for and what we think is cool about the world we live in. Yeah. Um, I also want to say that part of, uh, I, well, yeah, part part of. 
I'm trying to just figure out how to say this right. Formulated we, we're, right. We're, <laughs> when, when you, what you just said, we're, I think when we complain about injustice, and I do think there's injustice, I do think there's injustice there worth complaining about. Um, I think we have to be really careful to not be part of the problem while thinking we're part of the solution. And so let me, let me give an example of that. I know someone who is an award-winning writer. I'm going to be very vague. Um, an award-winning writer um, who's won awards for writing a lot about urban culture, education, and gentrification in urban environments. Mm -hmm. And so this person is calling out some maybe injustices, right, in, in, in their writing. Um, they enjoy the benefits of gentrification almost every single day. Yeah. And so, like, there's just this sort of lack. I'm just like, and I'm not saying I'm not a hypocrite, right? I I don't want to I don't want to exclude myself and say I don't have hi like hypocrisy in my own life. I do want us to just I want to I I I just want like us to think about maybe be maybe be introspective about what we're doing and how we're doing it. Because complaining does not bring you to the end of that change. Yeah. It, it might play a part because you do have to raise awareness for, uh, for because there are just things going on. You can't know everything at all times. There's just too much, but complaining about, um, homeless children in the inner city, which the homeless doesn't mean you don't have a roof over your head. It, it kind of has a pretty specific name. Uh, it's not necessarily what we see on the streets. Although it can be. It, it could be living in a car, living in a hotel, living with grandparents temporarily. That's all considered homeless. That should be pretty outrageous. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be kids that are homeless, whether in a broad definition or a very specific scope. They just it, That shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Because they didn't have a choice to be where they're at. So the... Ah, dang it, I lost it. <laughs> I totally lost it. Oh, but... Okay, so... Raising awareness helps, but if that's all you're doing, you're not, and that's kind of the, the tie-in topic uh, idea of yeah. the Vietnam. Like, you can do things all day and complain and do, but if the end result isn't towards change, I'm sorry, you're muddling up the well, whole thing. And, and, we've, and we've, we've substituted um, social media posts for, for action. So um, there, let's yes. say let's say let's take a let's take a really hot button issue, abortion, uh -oh. Uh -oh. right? We think, and, and regardless of what side you're on, um, yeah. and like I think both sides would agree, women who are contemplating abortion or who just had an abortion maybe um, need help, right? Yeah. So instead of volunteering your time and maybe a, a, like a, a women's health services center to help women um that that's action that's real action you're volunteering your time to help women who need help if yeah. right um or maybe men maybe maybe dads of women who are in this space that like their 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 wife or girlfriend 
um, or casual good time one night is is considering an abortion and like the dad is in a bad space and he needs counseling and help, right? right. Instead of volunteering our time to help people, we, we make a, we, I made a Facebook post. Can't, I, I did something, made a Facebook post. No, yep. I'm, I, I'm a real leader for cultural change. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, like I, we, we've really substituted for one, it's your base that's watching your posts. So of course they agree with you. Yeah, I mean, oh There's yeah, no discussion. Social media is mostly an echo chamber, mostly. Yeah. You have to fight to get out of the echo chamber because even like Facebook labels you as something and then you only see like-minded things. Like it's almost created to be, yay, look at I posted this thing about supporting the troops and all these people liked it. Look at what a good job I did. I supported the troops. It's like you did. You supported the troops by posting a photo. Which of troops? A meme of troops saying we should support the troops and 25 people liked it and commented and said amen and now you think you've supported the troops in some way? Right. Like we, we've really substituted social media for action and cultural change when it doesn't like, I, I think it mostly lends itself to non-cultural change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and again, I you know it's it's easy to highlight it, it it's hi, it's easy to highlight this stuff. It's it's hard to do things differently. It's hard it's hard to actually change. It's hard to take action on things. Yeah. Um, it takes time and will and energy, um, and and I mean I, we just don't live in a world where we exercise those things very often, right? especially for volunteering our time. Yeah, social media is not volunteering. And, and my thought about anything controversial, because you do have to understand both sides, right? That's, that is at least one marker that you are competent enough to at least be in the conversation, is you've explored both sides. And, you know, how, how are you going to... You're just going to make broad sweeping statements about the homeless because you feel a certain way or are you going to the homeless shelters volunteering your time and getting an understanding that way yeah and, one and, way or the other and it's a real it's so complicated it, your facebook post is is nothing and getting involved with the homeless is no easy task oh, i God, mean it, no, it it's is not it's easy to let's say you belong to a church that that provides meals for the homeless it's easy to get involved that way um, but working, working with the homeless in, in America is it, it, and not that it's difficult to get into. It's difficult to do. It's hard work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard work. There are no easy answers and it's thankless. It's, it, there are no easy answers. It's thankless most of the time. Um, and, and, you know, not all the time thankless, but sometimes, uh, so it's, yeah, those things are difficult and we don't do difficult things where we have, you know, phones in the palm of our hand, which we, we do all of our work on, and if we can't do it by pushing a couple buttons, we probably aren't going to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's why like even like online petitions are so easy because like oh, I can click the button, I can click share, and boom, I sent a letter to my senator. I shared my opinion with everyone on social media, and I moved on with my life. Yeah. Um. So, which isn't to take away. That's what this is for me, at least the. The good application of technology is you do get to sign. Actually, if you sign a petition, that might actually go towards change. Yeah, that's a start. Right? That might actually be. At least it's like writing your senator and not yeah. and not just sharing it with your your three hundred and fifty friends. 
But it, but then again, then what? Yeah. Then what? Yeah. No. So it's. I think. I think that there's. There are a lot of avenues to be angry, to to just blurt out your opinion. Um, I would love if people stuck to one. To one what? One thing that one they're pissed thing. about. <laughs> like, I'm pissed about this. Yeah. Like whatever it is. I mean, I'm gonna poke fun a little bit, but if it's like, oh, men. White men. There's a lot of people pissed off about us. Yeah. So just focus on that and then keep your mouth shut about the other things. So that way, at least I know you're an expert on what you're talking about. Or if you're just a know-it-all, I'm sorry, I immediately tune you out. Oh, yeah. you have an answer to that too? And that? Wow. Like you must, are you, are you, do you work for the DA's office, the public defender's office? Are you a judge? Like, are you a politician? Who an are you? You just know things. You know everything. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to be frustrated, and I think that's the that's the um, the thing we want to avoid. Yeah, is frustration and anger. Um, I'm I'm feeling it right now. I know. I can tell. <laughs> so so here's I'm how chilling, I promise. So here's how I I want to progress because I think it'd be really easy to complain for an hour about the complainers. Yeah, but. But let's then go back and forth hypocrites. about yes, exactly. Which we we're probably already there, but that's fine. Sure. Um, I can, can I start with what I think? Like I want to talk about what I think is really cool in this world. Yeah. And what I'm and and, and like do. what what I'm thankful for. And um, I want to start with. So we just had Fourth of July, right? Um, we did. And I I don't consider myself um, a patriot, if you will. You know, I'm not. Um, there are a couple causes I would die for. Really, there's like one. And um, like, I mean, if my family and my neighborhood and land was threatened, I'm, I, I would be probably willing to fight for that. Um, and then I would die for Christ. I, I, I like th Those are the two times I'd really fight. You're bold. Um, I don't have that confidence. Um I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm I, I'm willing to consider it. I'm not saying I'm like ready to do it. I'm just saying like in those two instances, I'm willing to. In any it's other instance, about. I, yeah, I, I'm not even willing to consider it. Um, yeah. So, um, I I don't so and therefore I don't consider myself a patriot, right? Um, however, I always get a little nostalgic around Fourth of July, right? So, it makes me think about where we live, how we got here. Um, and in the good ways, not not the bad ways. Maybe all the ways sometimes, but but the road to 2018 America has been kind of a bumpy one. Um, it's been also ever since you know the late 1940s a pretty economically um, robust one. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've we've not lived in a world without. But but that's not where I'm going. Um, so Fourth of July, you know, I was watching the fireworks with my son and um we were at the neighbor's house and they had on the the radio that play basically like they play the show on the radio like yeah, it sinks the music syncs to the fireworks kind Although of thing I never see how it's the well I just we were just yeah. they just had it playing right and so I was listening to it and um there were all these quotes from presidents about what America is and so um one of the things that I think is really easy to overlook about America is just 
how free of a place we live in and how we ought to preserve those freedoms. And I'm glad we preserve them for as long as we have. So, which is kind of a miracle. And it's sort of a miracle that, that someone hasn't taken control and just ripped freedom away from people. And when I say freedom, um, I very specifically am thinking about like the, the amendments to the constitution and particularly the first amendment, um, as it pertains to, um, assemble. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that. I mean, this is, this is something that pops in my head. Is assemble <clears throat> the same as protest? Is yeah, that what that's that what I'm thinking. So, okay. So there is a, a podcast that I listen to quite often that most, lots of people do called this American life. Uh, it's an NPR show. And the, this was an episode about this professor who was, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying I agree with, with her um, or the other person, quite frankly, but um, she was walking through the quad or wherever on, on this university campus, and a student had just started a club a very it wasn't a republicans uh, like a student republican club it was like more conservative it was very specific to a organization mm-hmm. i don't know the name of the organization um uh and so this the it, but it was like it was beyond just being like you know the rnc kids on campus right um and so and and, and they were and, a right wing yeah they're a very right wing group. group and so this 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 professor um, starts protesting. And she does it in a pretty vile way. Um, she makes a sign um, that said, like, no, what did it say? No something, no KKK. No fascist, probably. Uh, something like that. And it doesn't yeah. matter. And she just starts marching back and forth in front of her, like, little easy up, right, on this campus. And she's flipping this girl off. She's a professor at the school, right? And she's flipping this student off. And she's cussing her out like F-bombs flying everywhere. So if you find it and you watch it and you have little kids, don't let them listen <laughs> to it. Um, but anyway, um, and, and, then, and, and then there's a drama that follows. All of that to say, um, this professor wasn't thrown in prison. Or the student for, or if the other thing is true, right? Because the student is causing her own like little bit of assembly by being there and trying to sign people yeah. up for her club. Like both of them are assembling in in different ways. Um, like as like it's it, the professor who was calling her like KKK fascist. You can say fascist all you want, but nobody went to jail that day. Nobody was was pulled into a uh, thrown into a dungeon for years on end there are no gulags um there are no you know there's no gulag there's no concentration camp uh there's no refugee camp out in the desert for people who disagree with the government we we live in a place where regardless of what extreme you're on or whether you're kind of like me in the middle somewhere um there, there, there's no camps for you. You're you're allowed to have your opinion, and you're allowed to express your opinion. Yeah, I, I, I like. And that, our country does have a, a a history of stifling that. There's no question. But I when mean, you look at the like how like when you look at the Soviets, when you look at a fascist Europe through World War One and World War Two, 
uh, China now, you can go do plenty of research on how, like, if you were to have, if you were to do a, what we're doing right now and say something negative about the government, they they would just pull the plug on you in three seconds. You just wouldn't yeah. be allowed to post anything. Like, you would just have the internet literally cut off from you. And I've heard, like, even extremely liberal, like, news agencies report that happening to people. So, like, it's not that that that's like a pretty like a, another NPR piece I heard where yeah. this guy this guy had, was in a band and he just ended up staying in China and starting his own little podcast news outlet and at some point eight years in he said like a, something negative about the internet and boom they just pulled the plug on him like almost instantly and how do they even like know he existed actually, you're actually being watched and listened you're to you're actually it. yeah and so anyway um, it's not I, <laughs> I think it's cool that we live in a world where where that isn't happening to us yeah it's just not, and and we, I, I think we want to preserve that and keep that going. But like, I think it's cool that we have that ability. I I do too. I I think it's I love that that we have that, and I also think it should be more. What's the word? Illu- illustrative, illustrative. However you say it correctly, I am. A, I'm not sure. I am an uneducated man, but anyways. The very fact that you could stand in a public square and say those things out loud means that what you're saying is incorrect. It, it's just pretty simple. If you live in, in words, a fascist yeah, country, yeah. People you who would are, know it. Yeah, so people who are saying like the current administration is a fascist administration, yeah. you wouldn't be able to say that if it was actually a fascist administration. You just could not. Trust me, you could not. There are places in the world right now, right now, where if you complain about being a victim, just complain about something legit like being a victim, you're going to prison as the victim. These are real things. Yeah. These are real things that are happening. So I think it's okay to complain, but just understand that if no one takes you seriously, don't baby everyone and expect them to just follow your... Your trail, like expect people to require evidence. I think that's okay. Yeah. What What do you think is cool? Um. I like that. I like that idea. I just oh, I feel a little nostalgic around Fourth of July every year. I just I don't know why. I just I I always pretend I don't like it, and then Fourth of July happens, and I really like it. I I just enjoy yeah. myself. I'm just like it's just being out at night and fireworks going off and like it just it and everyone's kind of out together i like that it like has this like community aspect about it right i like like i miss the block parties i'm sure people have block parties and in my neighborhood in southern california we don't have block parties anymore no Um, i grew up in a neighborhood we don't know our neighbors that much I, i grew up in a neighborhood with block parties i just like it's i call it the sandlot effect yeah, you know, actually, scene. I was thinking Sandlot the whole I just, time. Every time I see Get that, a movie, night game in. Yeah, the I mean, fireworks are on. That is like I mean, this is this is part of my what I'm calling my midlife crisis. I don't know if that's true or not, but oh, I have one too. My my midlife crisis is I've gone from wanting to live um, in sort of like the city to like I want to live in the Sandlot. Yeah, like in the movie The Sandlot. I want to live in I want to live in a 1950s community where everyone gets along um where it's, you know, I'm not saying it's unsafe for my kids to play outside like alone in the front yard and run around down four blocks. I don't think it is, but 
nobody thought it was that we live in a world where everyone thinks it's not safe. Like yeah. people just stay inside now. Well, and you can get uh, DPSS or CPS at your door if you do that too. Yes. Well, I mean, not with older kids. Like if your twelve-year-olds are riding their bikes around, I don't really think you can get CPS called. I mean, and I guess anyone could call on you, but well, right. I'm well, not the action. Part. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that like you know. But I'm just saying, like as a the that that is, I I I love that like. I don't know. I love the fake idea of that. <laughs> yeah, because right. it is, right? It is kind of like Disneyland in our brain. Yeah, no, it is. And I, I, I recognize that, but that feeling, I enjoy. Yeah. And anyway. there's probably some, you know, some merit to it, even though it is nostalgic. We, we just have a lot to celebrate. And yeah. I, I would even say, <clears throat> I would even say we have a lot to celebrate for the people that are being really loud right now because they are the at the moment it's uncomfortable but they are the the expression of the law that we have that protects us to do that that's a that's a beautiful thing and the problem is is when it turns into violence and called called to action violence like actual like planned premeditated violence that's obviously a problem yeah but i think assembly is a huge a huge one um speech freedom of speech is huge for me because like right now there are people i guess they're on the left or the very very far left i want to differentiate between very far left and just liberals people yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or democrats or whatever that where hate speech is no longer protected but then you got people on. Well, the it is. They don't want it to be. They don't want it to be. Yeah. They're calling for it to be like, no, that's not too much. That's too much. But then you got people on the on the right who say our founding fathers never ever anticipated that pornography should be a a right that people have, and that that should be shut down because that's not what it meant. Well, what do you want? Yeah, I mean both we'll, sides. What well, do you we want? get we get caught in these constitutional battles and and I mean the 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 long-standing foundational question is is the constitution a living document so it changes as our culture changes mm. or it are, 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 is there merit in the founding fathers intention for the document and which one like that's really what you're like what people are constantly arguing about. Right. I right. think the I think that they don't, I don't think they know that that's what they're arguing about, but that's sort of what they're arguing about. But um, I think the, the, the challenge is just being, when, when you start getting into those like political negotiations, it's just being consistent with your position. Yeah. Um, that, that's the, and that's the challenge. Um, and so I think that's important. Um, but I'm grateful that, that we have the platform to even, Discuss to even discuss it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's huge. And you know what I something that's just seems really maybe small, but in some places they don't have the ability to to move, to travel, to go from place to place. That is a thing in our country. If you don't like the way things are going, there are other places that you can just go without asking anyone. Yeah. You can just decide to go. Or we're going on vacation next week. Yeah, I mean, like, that's. I actually was going to go here, so you kind of just brought us here, which is, I think it's, I mean, there's something amazing about about the movement in our world. Um, and this isn't 
and that's this freedom. Isn't, you, this is isn't unique. Yeah, movement. this is not unique to America, um, although we enjoy it especially. Um, you know, we had some friends who were just in the UK for a month, and like this, I find this like fascin. This fascinates the crap out of me. Um, like one morning you're in the UK, you're having breakfast at a pub, you're watching, you know, a, a, a World Cup match, and you get on a plane in London Heathrow and in 10 hours you're in LAX 10 hour. Uh, it's just like the next day you're just, that's so amazing. It's just, it's incredible. <laughs> it, be- it literally just blows my mind that like, that like with a couple hundred bucks and, and 10 hours, you can be in on the other side of the world. Yeah. Like it, it blows my mind or, or like you are not really 200, but, not, I said a well, not two hundred. A no. doable amount of probably, money. yeah, probably. I mean, it depends how good you are at shopping for flights, but somewhere between like even that's six, amazing. Some somewhere between like six hundred and a thousand bucks, you can be in Europe, um, real yeah. like realistically, um, and like or you, you know, you're gonna fly to Minneapolis in a couple of days, and um, it, which is almost another country. Which <laughs> from from California, almost everywhere well, is another. Yeah, country. California probably well, you, is a country. And then you got Canada, right? Canada, Canada's right there. That is another country. But like with with a couple with in that case a couple hundred bucks, like yeah. you can do that. The week, the I mean, in, in a week from a couple of days, like and like I don't know, in a little more than a week. I'm going to get on a plane and fly to the other side of the country and my family is going to get on a plane and fly to Northern California. And, um, like basically I'm going to wake up and get on an airplane. And by the time I land, they're going to have also gotten on a different airplane much later in the day. And we're going to be simultaneously landing in two different places in the world. Like, I think it's amazing. It's freaking, it's freaking crazy where we live in a world that that's possible. Like, Whenever you feel down about like the achievements of the world, just think about aviation for a second. I swear, it yeah. just, it just blows my mind. Like, because we live near it blows um, my mind. a base. We don't live near a, a regular airport, a civilian airport, but we do live near a base. Um, the area that we are recording from, you could watch them all day. I see them all day at work. Yeah. And that's what I tell the kid, you know, because we, you know, we both work in education. And I tell, I tell students, particularly ones that are just aggressive, right? Because it's, you know, it's going to happen. You get these angry kids. There was one, and I told them at the, the school was the perfect location. There were no obstructions of view. You could see the mountain behind um, Palm Springs, uh-huh. which, which is a major mountain, Mount um, San Jacinto. San Jacinto. And then, so that's to the east, and then to the probably northeast is like what would be like Big Bear, yeah, all that. And it's in winter time that I'm having this conversation with this kid, and he's losing his mind over basketball. And this this kid was constantly in trouble because he had, you know, he was a really angry kid, yeah. And he had uh, probably some like actually legit reasons to be angry, but he was good at basketball despite uh-huh. certain things. So he would end up getting in fist fights. Okay, we're talking about elementary school. He would get into yeah, yeah. fist fights over basketball games. And I pulled him aside one time and I just said, dude, you got two mountains with snow on them in sight. Yeah, that you're just looking at. You're just looking at it. And you have a base 
where there's constantly airplanes flying out of. There's just airplanes in the sky all the time over this city. Yeah, how cool is that? And you can see the mountains, and it's the small things. Like so, despite yeah, I I probably came into the podcast a little hot, but there's lots to be thankful for, and and it is even in the the small things. Like look outside. And just look at the mountains when it's snowing. I, I put up a post yesterday. I'm from, I'm from the desert. You know, it's where I was born. It's where my dad had some of his career. I still have friends. You know, if you think of like Joshua Tree, and it was raining yesterday. Dude, it's July. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it makes sense. Actually, that's when it rains in it's deserts. Usually, but yeah. But it's a beautiful thing to be in the desert when it rains. And I, I was so I, jealous that I wasn't there to I see it. I love summer monsoons. I, I like, yeah. I, like the air of, smells so good in I the mean, desert. I mean, even though rains. I'm not going to be in the desert, I'm, gonna, I'm going to Florida next week. And like, I just, I'm so excited that it's going to rain every day. Like, I just love summer rain. Yeah. I don't care that it's hot and humid. I love summer rain. It's something beautiful now, about it. Now when you don't when it gets really hot and humid and you don't get rain, that's a really bad deal, but Yeah. Cause then it's just nasty. But like, man, <laughs> when the rain comes in, it's just so nice. It is. Although I have to say Atlanta threw me for a huge one. A huge one. So anyone who's in the south, I don't know how you do it. Because we complain about it being hot here. Oh. But I mean, it was raining where it'd be like epic god is destroying the world flooding the world rain in california yeah. that's just how it rains in atlanta yeah it's like i oh, know it's just raining i don't know what the problem is it's where like if you walk a block you're done it, yeah it is a struggle to walk a block and then you know i was on vacation and coming out of um i was going to the atlanta zoo but i was doing something first i walked out of the building that I was soaking wet walking into, and it was bloody hot coming out just two hours later. It was so hot, my face was burning because it was so humid. But then, like, even in that, that sucks. Like, it's terrible. Your socks are wet, and that's one of my pet peeves. I hate... (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my pet peeves. (laughs) I hate wet socks. It's hard for me to be thankful about anything when I just stepped in something and, like, you know, and my socks are wet now. But... um, even then, like, what can you be thankful for when it's brutally hot and it just rains so you're soaked and hot? Dude, everyone there is good looking and everyone there has amazing skin. It's like, you know what? If you just stopped complaining, you would have the complexion of people that live in Atlanta. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, you have to spend some time there. But, I mean, it's just, you can't have it cloud you're nine on, constantly. You're, is the you're point. on vacation. You're staying in a cool hotel. Like Rad there's hotel. so much going on around you that's cool, and like you're just upset because your socks are wet. Yeah, and it's hot. And then you complain yourself for like half a second. You're like, get on the stupid train. I think theirs is the Marta, M A R M A R T A, and whatever that stands for. Get on the get on the Marta and go enjoy your life. Yeah, no, you're in I, Atlanta. I mean, and that's and that's the point. Like, I think that that I I want to make. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making a point, but that that's what's in my head is is there's so much to just stop and be like, wait, wh- how can I? What can I go do to enjoy my life? Yeah, like don't just sit and complain or. Do I want to go do this amazing thing? Do I want to go do something really cool? Do I want to go do something enjoyable, like sit and read a book somewhere? 
Yeah. Do I want to go watch a movie? Did you know you could just like go watch movies all the time? Like they have these things called movie theaters and they'll serve you mm-hmm. popcorn and stuff. Like, I mean, like you can go to a movie that and they have like big cushy reclining chairs in there. Some of them have beer now. Yeah, they have beer and what you can grab yourself a beer and go see a movie. Like, I, it's so easy to complain, and there are so many other better things to do than complain. Yeah, and I—that's like what's like I don't understand people that spend their entire day on Twitter complaining or trolling or cussing people out or calling people names. I don't get it. And you could see it in like the face, too. Yeah, what what about that is fulfilling? Like, what about that is enjoyable? I don't think there's anything about it that's fulfilling or enjoyable. And I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why the world we're living in is just so attracted. Like, they're so pulled toward that. It's this sort of like, I, I think maybe. I get why they are. Maybe it's, I get like that. It's like rabid individualism and like self-expression. And they think there's something valuable in that. Um, They like get a. A, like a boost from it or something. I don't know. Um, it, being I don't know angry it, is better than being sad, and that might be part being, of. Being, I mean, I think know, I think being. I mean, practically, being, being, being angry, angry is comes easier. from being sad. For sure, you're sad first. I once had a. Uh, this is getting a little religious. I once had a a priest tell me in confession. Um, he. I, I forgot what I, I was confessing. I was confessing the ultimate introspection. I was, yeah, I was confessing that I was angry at something. Um, probably, I was probably confessing about being angry at my wife. I confess that a lot. Um, <laughs> and and uh, and he asked me. That's what he asked me. He goes, "Why? Like you were angry because you felt hurt. Find out." He was like, "Find out why you felt hurt. Fix that." And you won't be angry anymore. And I was like, I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, that is amazing advice. Yeah. And it like, should seem obvious, right? But it's not. No, it wasn't obvious at all to me until he said that. Once he said it, I was blown away. I was like, you're right. Yeah. I was hurt by this thing. And if I instead reacted by saying that made me feel a particular, you know, if I said like, if I was able to confront my hurt and fix that, I wouldn't have been angry. And I was like, whoa, I was just blown away. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, sadness like breeds anger. And, it, and, and there is, and I understand the feeling of it's hard to articulate, but something's just not right. I understand that. Yeah. Like I understand yeah, yeah. that angst. Yeah. For sure. And I understand it when two people are in that same place, but from separate, like separate poles, right? Separate ends. People are just frustrated, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to express that they're hurt. Yeah. And also, sometimes people just can't be told that they're wrong. And sometimes you are wrong. And you have to be open I to discussion. I mean, I'm wrong a lot discussion. of times. I'm oh, wrong a yeah. lot. I'm wrong a lot, and they gave me a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> exactly. Did the, exactly. Who, CBS? Or? The, the podcasting people the podcast the podcast network. gods they were like it's okay <laughs> yeah i bestow this on you <laughs> <laughs> man that's a lot of responsibility it is man and so if we're gonna in this is something i want to do with my family actually at either thanksgiving or christmas is just like we're doing verbalize the things that we're that we are thankful for because I, I i i do get upset about things and i think being 
somewhat of a natural pessimistic, I have a hard time articulating the good things. It's almost like the opposite. It's almost like a, um, is it the negative? Where it's like, of course everything's fine because I only complained about the one thing I just complained about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know everything's I mean? fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, life is good. I ate twice today. Everything's fine. Why wouldn't it be? Well, you're complaining a lot. I'm not complaining about good things. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but there is, you know, like a, if we're going to do like a challenge for myself, and these are things I think about a lot, like I think my natural pessimism requires me to work hard instant by instant to reverse the language. I think starting with the language, yeah. instead of everything being negative, it's like, yeah, of course something's negative. Of course your back is hurting. Of course, like, whatever. Yeah. Th that's happening. But what else that's amazing is happening in your life? There's got to be a ton. One, yeah. you're here, like we're talking about. Yeah. And I don't know why you're here and we're here, and as opposed to people that are in... Somalia that have their I I don't know and I don't have an answer but I am certainly thankful that I'm not them because I couldn't handle it. Yeah, living you in know? a country that doesn't have a government that's run by basically drug lords and I mean is unstable and you yeah. don't know where your clean water is coming from. There you Man, don't we know, have clean water. You don't know where your food's coming from. Like I had a Ooh, I was at a I was at an educational conference a couple years ago. Um, and this is a really long story, so I'm going to make it really short. The guy who was the first keynote started an organization. Um, it's actually called Wine to Water. He was a bartender, and he started having these wine socials to raise money to get clean water. And then he took it to this huge organization and said, here, I just want to, I made all this money for clean water for kids, and I want you to just take it. And they were like, why don't you do something with it? And they sent him in the field. And ah. he went to the Darfar region of Sudan. And he said that the people there that he started working with to teach them how to dig wells were walking eight hours a day to get dirty water. But it was yeah. their only eight hours, four hours there and four hours back. Eight hours a day just to get water. Just to get worms. And so, yeah, it. literally. And so he yeah. said, he said getting them clean water changed their whole world. They could go to school now because they'd have to walk eight hours a day. All yeah. of a sudden, they can go to school. Like amazing stuff. We have we have water at our fingertips, and we don't even know what to do with it. Like we're like, I'm upset when my lawn is not green enough. Right, right. I'm like, I'm really happy right now because my lawn, it, my lawn is like thriving in the heat, and so I've been really happy about that. <laughs> right. And like, but it's like it takes a lot of me. It takes a lot of water to make that happen. Right. Like it's just crazy that we live we live where we live and like and I'm not like saying like ah yes, thank God I'm not in Sudan, but like at the same time, like no, really. Like that's rough. Yeah. That life is hard. And and, and if you have a position on Sudan, go your 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 tweets aren't gonna help. Oh dude, go this guy was telling us do that some wells. Sudan is so bad. Um so you want to know why he went to Suzanne, Sudan? Yes. He went to this organization. I just shook my head no, and but it's, I, I mean yes. And it's a... Uh, <laughs> so he, he this organization he went to, I don't remember the name of it, but it's super giant and huge. Um, and he said, well, if you're going to send me to do the work, I want you to send me to the worst possible place in the world. Because if you send Ugh. me there, 
um, then and I get, and I'm successful, I know I'll be able to do it anywhere. Yeah. So send me to the worst place. And um, he was almost killed like tons of times. The village that he helped uh, after being there for so many months, um, military helicopters came over the mountain one day and just blew the whole, killed everyone in the village. Literally, like he escaped and a couple other people. And they what literally year was like, oh, uh, that he did that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's a, but anyway, it was um, just to say that it's modern times. Yeah, this it is was happening modern, now. Yeah, yeah, it happened pro- less than ten years ago. Yeah. Um. So uh, that's because it's like government fighting rebels all over the place, and they identified this as like rebel friendly or whatever. So they blew up the village. Anyway, um. So he, they told him, you can go to two places. If you want to go to the worst place in the world, we'll give you two options. They're the two options that the UN won't go. You can go to Darfur. Or you can go to Afghanistan. Those are your two options. And he was like, he was like, well, like he chose uh, Darfur because there were American troops in Afghanistan, and he was like, that makes it a little bit better. So that makes Sudan, oh that see, makes uh, Sudan worse. So he literally chose like the worst. Anyway, um, yeah. The point is, is like we we um, we have it really good here. And yeah. we just don't recognize it. And we should be helping other people. And we should be fighting injustices um, and helping people. But we also should take the time and recognize that, like, this is a pretty good place. We have it pretty good. Yes. It's yes, not perfect, um, but it's pretty good. You get mad on the freeway and you're driving in a fancy schmancy car with leather seats and a Bluetooth player for all your music on your phone yeah, and <laughs> cool gizmos and a moon roof. And like, I mean, like open the moon <clears throat> roof, babe. It's a nice summer night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know we have a moon roof in our, we have a moon roof in our SUV too. I don't get it. Um, we don't ever use it, but I do sometimes a little too much wind though. Um, anyway, and my, I think my point is just to say, how hot is it right I now wanna, in I, this room? Not hot. Oh, it's not hot because we have air conditioning. Yeah, it's freaking hot outside too. Yeah, no, it's just to say like we we need to step back and realize like like we have a lot to be thankful for. Not everyone has a community. I have a family to be thankful for. Not everyone does. I have a community to be thankful for. Not everyone does. Um, my family, my family and my community literally are keeping me in Southern California because um, yeah. I I'm I'm you know I could complain about the population. That drives me nuts, but um, it's just too many people here. Yeah, uh, I love California. There's just too many people here. Um, and anyway, I don't want to complain, so that's all I'll say about that. But um, yeah, there's just there's a lot for us to sit back and talk about what we're thankful for, and it's really easy to just get trapped onto on your phone. Actually, yeah. I think taking my wife is doing it right now. Actually, she's taking a phone social media sabbatical. Oh, good for her. She just, like, is not... She just taken social media off her phone for the month of July. The whole month? Yeah. She logged out of... She deleted her... Well, I think she put it on hold. I don't think she wanted to delete her Instagram, but, like, she just... I don't her, think you can anyways. She put it on hold, and she um, she doesn't have Facebook on her phone, but, yeah, she, yeah. she just went on... A, she's going on a total, like, social media. Like, we just need to do that stuff. We're not, like... Yeah. Like, social media isn't who we are. But we really invest ourselves in it, yeah, in a real yeah. way. That's that's a good point, and 
I don't know what else is. I mean, literacy. We can all write. I mean, you could I write, mean these we are all. Read, we have food and grocery stores that we don't. I mean, like um, these are all major things. I mean, I, and maybe I think we are thankful for. It. Maybe we're. I'm not pointing fingers. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it just you seems could petty to I complain mean, we about could, some of the things we do. Um, you know, we complain about we have we have organic food available to us extremely readily now, and we complain about the price of it a lot of times. But I mean, you can go, you can go to the store. I went to the store yesterday. Um, it was a, it was kind of a health food store, not like a health store, but like a health food store. Um. And um, I think it actually was hard to find cheese that wasn't raw. What like, does that even mean? Uh, it's just a, like it's unprocessed. It's just completely like they just take milk unprocessed and make cheese out of it. Hmm. Most of your cheese is what's what pasteurized. pasteurized yeah, yeah, it's unpasteurized cheese or it's unpasteurized milk. Um, my point is, is like I could get like. And the, and the other brands of cheese that they did have were only organic cheese. Yeah. I, like, that's pretty amazing that we live in a world that, like, we can and we have access to this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean we all have money to go buy everything we want and everything that's cool and everything our hearts desire. But, like, you can make decisions how you live your life. You have options. Yeah. You have options on how you live your life and how you choose to spend your money. And, um, you know... Again, it's 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 that's pretty amazing. And you know, it's it's easy to complain. But there are there are good things going on. Uh I think um you, you know, Starbucks is getting rid of their plastic straws. Like there are like What are they doing? They're going to just take away. They're going to turn in everything into a sippy cup. Um oh. the, and, and some people will be like that's lame, who cares? And like because I can hear them in my head and I know who they are. <laughs> um, and I'm like, but I, you know, there were billions of plastic straws from Starbucks alone. And Starbucks isn't the only one, but they're just obviously the largest coffee corporation in the world. Uh, and their straws stand out. Billions too. of straws that end up in the ocean. Billions with a B. So, like, yeah. you can eliminate not the ones that are there, but you can eliminate billions more not going in. Right. And, like, start, like, that those are cool things. There are cool things going on in the world. Um, there are there are companies out there working to bring you clothes that are made ethically. Um, that's cool. Buy from them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's just there's cool stuff out there, and I I just hope that I hope that we reach a place in our world where we step back from like admiring and being excited about trolling on Twitter. I hope we can be better than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, too, uh, I think about, you know, if you're, like, bringing up the the ocean, why, first of all, have a level of gratitude that you're here or wherever you're at. That's just a base to either move up or move out. That That's it. You have to start with where you're at. Where you're at. Up or out. Up or out. Um. You know, the oceans, too, maybe we can't change how that stuff ends up there and we can prevent it. But what's to stop you from getting a group of 10 people together? All you need is 10 trash bags and just go pick up trash on the beach. I think that's awesome. I mean, we... That's really putting into action your appreciation for the things that you have available to you. Yeah. 
No, my, my wife and I have a really good practice. I really got this from my parents, to be honest with you. Um, and my parents weren't really looking out for like the environment per se. My parents just didn't understand why people go to the beach. We They took us to the beach a ton as kids, which is how I got into surfing. Um, but the, we'd go to the beach as kids like twice a week for like my entire youth. And my parents, we'd always have lunch with us, right? We'd pack in a lunch. And we would have to pack out other people's crap because they didn't pick it up. Like that, my parents weren't really like, this is just terrible for the environment. I can't believe they're doing this. It was more like, why the heck would you want to make our beaches filthy? Yeah, like, this is our space. Take your freaking stuff and like, I'm not asking you to clean other people's crap up. I'm just asking you to clean your crap up. Right. Like I don't, right. I don't. And, and I'm, every time I go to the beach, when it's not like when it's tourist season, every time I'm at the beach and on the, and in the ocean during tourist season, I just, I don't understand why somebody would, would like bring, make, let's use McDonald's. I don't understand why people would bring McDonald's to the beach and then leave their cups sitting there. I don't get it. Like yeah. I honestly don't get why you don't take the cup and put it in the trash receptacle. I, I cannot like the trash can is right there. It's literally 20 steps away. I don't like I don't know if they don't think about it or if they like consciously like make a decision to be lazy. I see this like at I mean and this really isn't a complaint. It's just I don't understand. I don't understand people that go to Disneyland and park in the parking garage and when they leave at the end of the day, like let's say they brought in a bunch of stuff like for breakfast on the way in and all of their fast food is on the ground. Yeah. And their baby's diapers. I don't get it. Oh, the baby diaper. I, I don't I don't get <laughs> it. I like literally I, I don't get it. And so um so no, going and making like picking up picking up trash in a like environment that you wanna keep pristine is a great thing to do. Yeah. It's great. Like, yeah. Uh, we we do that. Um if everybody did that, there wouldn't be trash on the beach. And if you look for it, there's a lot of trash on the beach. Yeah, there is. There really is. Yeah. Parks, mountains, the desert. Yeah, all the above. All of the above. They yeah. all have it. So if those are your communities, take action. Yeah, just whatever the thing is. Yeah, take yeah, taking take action. taking action is a good idea. Like an action to better the world. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, that keeps you like out of the reach of someone pointing their finger at you. It's like Oh, you don't like that I'm complaining? I'm complaining because I'm doing it and you're not and you know you should be. Okay, at least you you have that foundation like Yeah. I'm doing something about it. Yeah. So so that that would be a a challenge to myself and a challenge to others, I think. Yeah, to to all of us. Be proactive in the things that you can complain about. Yes. Is that reasonable? I think yeah, no, I think that's super reasonable. And um, I think we're pretty much there as far as you want to close this out. That was a good final thought. Yeah. So that's final. Yeah, that's final. Take action. Make the world. Try to make the world a better place. Yeah. And don't complain as much as we did in this episode. Yeah. I bet you it seemed real. uh, Complainy. Complaining. Again, we're not uh, we're not above being hypocrites. Uh, we're just pointing out that we live in a world where we just constantly complain. Yeah, and we are trying to grow here. That's yeah. why we do this. That's why. That's exactly why we do it. We're growing. We're hopefully growing ourselves. And we need the space to make errors like everyone else, so we can 
be better. Yeah, we're not perfect. So um, you can check out our imperfections on the internet, on social media, at Start Today Podcast on Instagram, yeah, on Facebook, on Twitter, all those places. Instagram will post. All the other places will just post the show. That's where Instagram is where we normally interact the most. So right. if you want to interact, interact there. Um, the other avenues will have the shows available if you want to listen to them there. Uh, you can email us at starttodaypodcast at gmail.com. Um, what, and what we else? encourage that. You want to talk about YouTube? Um, not yet. Okay. I have plans. Eric has big plans, people. I have plans for all kinds of things. and But there's a, there's a place they can subscribe, right? They can subscribe. So subscribe to YouTube? Find and us somehow. I don't. I don't know. Just find <laughs> the, the, there's links. There's links in yeah. like Apple and all those other places. And then um, we do have some some merch ideas in the work. Yeah, keep a lookout for merch coming. We're gonna make T-shirts, and every you're gonna go. You're gonna go to Disneyland, and you're gonna see everybody wearing a Start Today Podcast T-shirt, and you're gonna yeah. be like, "Whoa, I've heard of that. That's pretty cool." Yeah, um, yeah. So we're excited about that. So check it out. Um, you can. We're, they're not nothing's available yet, but on the web, check us out at letsgocast.com. That's yep. letsgocast.com. Thanks to the Let's Go people for helping us out, um, especially with the tech stuff. Oh man. So that that was awesome. I am so tech unsavvy. But now we got some help and it sounds so good. Yeah. We're yeah. doing we're doing good things. And yeah. so Speaking of gratitude, we're doing good things. We thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. And we want to keep this going. So, well, we're going to. We have the equipment. Yeah, so so we will. Uh, yeah, and we'll catch you next time, probably in early August. Yeah, and uh, enjoy your summer. Adios.